This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Such a privilege to share the word with you. So, uh, classic quote. See if you can figure out from what series this comes. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Which Trekkies, yes, Star Trek, yes. All the Trekkies are like, yes. And the rest are like, wow, that's weird. Whatever. Okay, but so... Mankind tends to be obsessed with space. You know, obsessed with what could be out there, some planet out there that could be life. And so as I've been sharing over the last few weeks about Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX and the things they've been doing, you know, uh, Elon has this passion to take mankind to Mars. And so he's passionate about taking us to another world. And as I've been saying is, but what if there's something that's even better than that? What if, there, what if we can bring another world here to earth? Another world, meaning the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. If we could bring another world here. Because I believe that is actually, that, that's next level. Going to Mars would be cool, but this is next level. And so, to quickly recap, um, first message in this series, we spoke ab- about this spiritual atmosphere around us being toxic. And if you breathe in the spiritual atmosphere, you're going to die. So you need a spacesuit. You need a heavenly spacesuit. In other words, you need to build out the atmosphere of heaven around you and within you. And when you breathe the atmosphere of heaven, you come alive. But if you breathe the toxic spiritual atmosphere of this world, you're going to go negative in your thoughts. You're going to go downhill. It's not fun. I'm sure we've all tasted of the toxic air. Not cool. But heaven's atmosphere, like we just worship now, man, it, it just brings you alive. Amen. And then last week, Pentecost Sunday, we spoke about the power of the Holy Spirit that launches us like a rocket. Here's my rocket. Launches us. Gravity um, is is a picture of what I believe is the, the spirit of this world that pulls us down. That keeps us from launching into all that God has for us. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, like rocket boosters, you break free from gravity And you move into all that God has planned for His glory. And then Sonica shared in her message about wielding our swords. That the Word of God is powerful. And we need to learn. If we want to change our world, we need to learn how to use the Word of God. Amen. Okay, and so today I want to go a little bit further. Here's a a SpaceX capsule. Dragon capsule. This is how they transport astronauts into space. And uh, as I've been sharing also, it's like Elon Musk, the, you know, they, they, they're really changing, uh, impacting the world. And he's a, he's a Pretoria boy. 
So that just psychs me up. Like someone from Pretoria can have this impact on the world. Imagine you and I full of the Holy Spirit. What we could achieve in partnership with God. So to give you some back, background concerning SpaceX, the company that Elon Musk started in around 2000, um, they, I think around 2006 or so, they were, they were going through a, a tr- test, demo test, shooting rockets into the sky and uh, into, into the atmosphere, and uh, the first three all exploded. And he shares some, I watched a documentary about it, and, and, and he said basically if the fourth one exploded, it would have been game over. Bankrupt, all his money gone, no future. And then the fourth one actually worked, didn't blow up. And like the next day, NASA phoned them and said, Elon, we have $1.5 billion for you. Here you go. And so that saved them. And so SpaceX has been growing, 9,000 plus employees, and they are bringing uh, space flight to the world cheaper, faster, better. It's quite, quite inspiring what they're doing. So in the process of qualifying for launching, being the first commercial company to launch astronauts into space, into the International Space Station, they had to do a test on this Dragon capsule. They had to shoot it up into the, into the atmosphere without anybody in it and then navigate it with computers to the International Space Station and then dock without blowing anything up. And so the guys just share how stressed they were. Because if it crashes, it's, it's a, a, a crisis and, and we'll obviously put them back. And they were sharing all the, all, everything they were going through and, and, uh, and, and all the work they put in to make this work. And then the navigation system worked perfectly. And they were like, yes, it worked. They moved forward and they became their first commercial company to launch astronauts into space. Quite an inspiring journey. Now, what I want to do this morning is I want to use that as an illustration for our lives. How's your navigation system? Do you have a heavenly navigation system leading you into docking beautifully in space? Or do you have a messed up navigation system called the flesh that causes things to blow up? Because I'm sure all of us can share a few stories. Being in a difficult situation, a problem, difficult people, and then you responded in the flesh. What happened? It blew up. And a lot of pain was the result of it. So I can tell you multiple stories where I have had difficult situations, difficult people, and then I responded in a way that I thought I should, but it wasn't God's way, and it blew up. was just a, just backfired. It went south. It didn't work out as it should. And then there have been multiple times, and as I'm growing, praise God, getting older in Jesus, more mature, I tend to do things more with His guidance. And then it works. <laughs> it works beautifully. Instead of blowing up, it's the kingdom comes. And so this series is about changing your world. And if you and I want to change our worlds, our environments, you need to walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit. Think according to the Spirit and act according to the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're in the flesh, pain, okay? Bottom line, you're going to have pain and disappointment and things are going to get messed up. 
So I want to help you today to, to give you a few keys on how to walk in the Spirit. Because that's the question, okay? I mean, the Scriptures are clear, you walk in the Spirit, but how? How do we do it? How can we continuously be engaged with the, with the Holy Spirit and be engaged with God's guidance, that heavenly navigation system? So I want to help you guys today with that. Okay, so let me just take you to one or two verses to, to get us going, and then we're going to go to Matthew 16, and we're going to look at Peter, classic, the man who either does flesh or spirit, like on a massive scale, <laughs> you know, he just rapid responses, he just moves, and either it's flesh or spirit, but praise God, we can learn from his experience. Okay, so Galatians 5:16. it says, I say then... Walk in the Spirit. Come on, say it. Walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, to solve the flesh, just step into the Spirit. Okay? You need to get into the Spirit. You need to engage with God's way. And uh, I want to also add this sort of illustration to you. Something that the Holy Spirit downloaded into my heart many years ago. It's like, imagine somebody... Walking on land, and they come to a body of water. And as they're walking, and they, they keep on walking into the body of water, but instead of sinking, they walk on top of the water. Every step a miracle. Every step a miracle. I believe that is walking in the Spirit. It looks natural. You're, still just, you're just walking. You're just, you're just walking. But, but because of the grace of God, because of the power of the Spirit in your life... You, every step becomes a miracle. It seems so natural, but because of self-control, because of wisdom, because of being in tune with God's heart and mind, every step becomes a miracle. I believe that is a picture of walking in the Spirit. And that is what God calls us to. It is naturally supernatural, naturally supernatural, walking in the Spirit. Every step is a miracle. Galatians 5.25 Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. The fascinating bit is if you read that the previous verse I read about Galatians 5, the context is relationships. If you read the verse just before Galatians 5, uh, 16, verse 15, it speaks about people devouring one another. So he said, guys, you consume one another. You destroy one another. Don't do that. How do you not do that? How do you not break your relationships and hurt people and mess up your own life? Walk in the Spirit. God's way. God's way. That is where there is true Freedom. So, around 2006, I, I was in the ministry for about five years, and I experienced a mixed bag. I was a youth pastor, then I was a student pastor, and you know, there were beautiful things happening, and other times things would just blow up. Like, man, in that season, God spoke to us through prophetic words that 
Reveal to me and Sonica the shift we needed to make, the shift I needed to make. And it's become sort of a prophetic picture of our lives that has been being played out, especially over the last 10 years, this massive shift that's happened. So in 2006, it was a Friday evening, and Sonica had a dream. In this dream, she saw a boxing ring. Here's a picture of a boxing ring. And in the boxing ring, in this dream, she saw a big boxer, like about an evil figure, evil character, like intimidating. No one wanted to get into the boxing ring. Everybody was like terrified. And then I came and I dove into the boxing ring. And I'm actually in this dream. She saw me just diving in and I'm, man, I'm putting it, I'm coming to punch this. I'm, I'm putting everything in. And at some point, this guy clubs me. One big club. Bah! I'm out. I fly out of the boxing ring. I'm like in the, like in the rows, like 10 rows back into the crowd. I'm like, oh, I'm out. So Sonica shares this with me on the Saturday morning. And I'm like, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm putting everything in. And I'm like, yes. You know, I, I do passionate. That's what I do. And then life Clops me, you know, hits me. And it's just like, oh, and then it just wounds and it, it hurts and it's confusing and you don't know what to do. That was a Saturday. Then Sunday morning we had what we call our life encounter, encounter one, where we pray for people to be baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. So that Sunday morning, while we were praying for people to be baptized, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, there was a mature Christian in the audience. And while I was praying for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, she said that she saw a vision. A vision, a mental picture of the Holy Spirit. God often speaks his language is like mental pictures. It's called a vision. It's of the Holy Spirit. When it's of the Holy Spirit, it's a vision. If it's uh, of yourself, it's just your imagination. <laughs> so in this vision, she saw me and Sonica standing under a waterfall. Beautiful waterfall of the Holy Spirit. And we were just worshiping Jesus. Enjoying His presence. We are just worshiping so much peace. So much joy. Just enjoying God. And in this vision she saw someone on the outside bound by chains and in darkness. And as we were just worshiping God, the chains broke and that person joined us in the waterfall of the Spirit. How beautiful is that? And now looking you know, of this last 10 years, this has been our journey of moving out of the boxing ring of the flesh and into the waterfall of the Spirit. And this is what we're experiencing now. Ministry is easier. God is changing more lives than ever. And we're doing less in terms of our fleshly works, trying to make it happen. It's like with Destiny Encounter. You know, we had more than 80 people over this week, Monday night, Friday night, Saturday, and it was just epic. I've never experienced anything like it. Just the presence of God in the house. It was just like, God is working. <laughs> We're just enjoying Him. We're just worshiping Him. And He is changing lives. And He is speaking. And He is releasing life. It's literally like that picture. We're just worshiping Jesus. And He's breaking chains. And He's bringing people into His presence. Awesome. Okay, there are so many of us that live in that boxing ring of the flesh. And it sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. 
Yeah, you know that, that feeling when you, like, you feel depressed, you feel disconnected from God, you're like you have no faith for nothing, and you are responding in a way like, you idiot, why are you acting like an idiot? Because you're in the flesh. Why did I say that? Because you're in the flesh. Why did I do that? Because you're in the flesh. It's a terrible place to be. And I know we all experience that. But the good news is you can move out of the flesh and into the spirit. And so this is the transition Sonic and I have made over the last 10 years. If you would come to our house most mornings of the week and you would like want to look through the window, you'll find my wife worshiping on the one side of the house with her speaker, worshiping Jesus. And you'll find me in my prayer room with a bigger speaker, worshiping Jesus. Because we've learned if you're in the flesh, life is hard. We've learned if you don't start the day in his presence, devil comes for you. Life's going to come for you. It's going to come. But if you're in his presence and you start the day and you live in that waterfall of the spirit, then life comes and you're like, well, sidestep it. (laughs) Not going to fall for that one. You know, you you have supernatural ability. Every step becomes a miracle. And that is God's heart for you. Every normal day becomes miracle after miracle after miracle. Little miracles. As I said, self-control. Wisdom. Someone speaks harshly to you and miraculously you smile and you're kind. (laughs) And you sidestep. A massive fight. That is those small little miracles are the things that empowers us to live overcoming lives. Amen. So how about moving into the waterfall of the Spirit? How about stepping into the Spirit instead of being in the flesh? Ah, that's a beautiful picture. A waterfall, just life, life, life. So here's four benefits of being in the Spirit. The first one is you receive a, compared to the boxing ring of the flesh, when you're in the Spirit, you receive a heavenly perspective. You're focused on God. Because you're just focusing on Him. When you're in the flesh, you're distracted. You're focusing on the evil. You're focusing on the issues and the problems. And that's all you're seeing. Number two, when you're in the spirit, you receive this heavenly source. You live by God's ability. Sorry, you live by God's ability. And success is inevitable. Now, when I say success, I mean biblical success. I'm not talking about worldly success. I'm talking about biblical success, godly, true godly success. Earthly, worldly success and God's definition of success is two different things. As I said this week for the guys, you know, when Jesus died at the cross at the age of 33, that was success. Because <laughs> it was the will of God. <laughs> the will of God is success. It's not, not, not worldly ways. So if you live by God's ability, success is inevitable. If it's your own ability, failure is inevitable. You're going to miss God. And life's going to be tough. Life's going to be tough. I would say 90% of all your problems in life is because you're in the flesh. Step into the spirit. Connect to the heavenly source. That heavenly position is also a safe place. You're untouchable. You're protected by God because you are in His presence. Even if there are challenges, you are supernaturally protected on the inside, your heart, your mind, your thoughts. But if you're in the flesh, you're vulnerable. 
Everything freaks you out. Everything pushes your buttons. Everything works you up, irritates you and frustrates you because you're in the flesh. So you don't want to be there. And then lastly, heaven fights for you when you're in the spirit. I've seen this so many times. When I'm in the spirit, God fights it for us. If you're in the flesh, you're on your own. And you're in the way. It's like God's trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying, you're in the way. Can just please drop. I want to help you. But you're in the way. Okay, so you need to step into the spirit. Okay, so let's look at just a few keys or principles that will help us to step into the spirit. And then we're going to, this morning, just facilitate a, a bit of a prophetic time. We want to pray for each and every one of you this morning. We're going to pray. We're going to, we're going to ask our leaders to come. And we're going, to, we're going to pray blessing over you. And we're going to release a prophetic word over you, God willing. Amen. Okay, so let's look at this. Matthew 16, verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And so they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And you will see now how Jesus was so blessed when he said, you're the Christ. You see, Peter got a revelation from above. He got prophetic revelation by the Holy Spirit. He was, it was revealed to him that Jesus is the Messiah. The, the prophesied one for more than a thousand years has been prophesied that the Messiah is coming. And prophetically, Peter could see, okay, Jesus is the one. And the result is, is that Peter could step into the Spirit and pleased Jesus greatly. And so the, the, the challenge is this. There's so many Christians that live on secondhand revelation. You believe it because Andre says it, the pastor says it, or Stephen Furtick says it. Yeah, I know, you all, all watch him. That's all good, all good. <laughs> so, so because he says it, now you're like, okay, 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 I believe it. But that's secondhand. Sundays, preaching, ministry, it's about equipping you, it's about moving you into the will of God. But you need to get into the word for yourself. You need to go and seek God until you get that aha moment. Yes, He's the Christ. He's God. He's creator. He's powerful. He's the almighty. He's faithful. He's for me. You need to get that revelation. Otherwise, you will always be in the flesh. It is revelation that moves you into the spirit. When faith is unlocked, then you move into the spirit. And this is what happened to Peter. But then a little bit later, in, 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 in Matthew 16, verse 21, Peter stepped into the flesh just after. He had this beautiful revelation, and then he made assumptions. Man, I'm the man. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm Jesus' favorite, most anointed disciple. So I know. Mistake number one, you never arrive. <laughs> you can't go on yesterday or last week. It's, no, no, no. What is the will of God today in this situation? You can't lean into, into, into the past. You need to ask now, what is this situation? What is God leading me into now? And so I have discovered 
Like the example from this week, okay? So we're doing this ministry of destiny encounter, and it's really contending for people. So I think it was on Thursday evening, we were at home, and suddenly both Sonic and I didn't feel well. It's like spiritually something's not right. And so Sonic is not herself, and I can see she's not herself. And you see, and when you move into the flesh, you tend to say things that push your partner's buttons. So I can see she's not well, but I'm also not well. We're both like, we are now in the flesh. Hallelujah. Have you been there? You know, this can go south at an incredible rate. This is like, nah, we're going to destroy the whole weekend's ministry if we, if I don't respond in the spirit now. So I thought a few things. And in my past, I would say those things. But this time... Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thought it, but I didn't say it. I wanted to say, what the heck's wrong with you? I wanted to say, can you just sort yourself out, please? I'm trying to focus on the ministry this weekend. I thought that, but I didn't. I dug deep by the grace of God, and I responded. I responded with, let's pray. (laughs) Jesus, help us now. And so we prayed, and in that very moment, in that moment where you could decide flesh or spirit, we leaned into the Lord and we went into the spirit. And it really saved us. I've been there, where you then say the silly thing and things just spiral out of control. It's just how we are wired. A woman is wired in a way that she would respond in a way that just freak the man out. And a man is wired in a way that will just like irritate the heck out of the woman. That's just how it is. Make a peace with it. But then if we respond in the spirit, you turn, that moment, you turn it around in a moment. I've seen this so many times. If I would just be kind, if I would just be patient, if I would just be, you know, and Sonic is actually the awesome godly one. But, but those moments when I manifest the nature of Christ, in one moment we move everything into the spirit. And it's the same way in all our relationships. At work, Family, eh, family pushes our buttons. And then you need to decide, how am I going to do it? Stop, pray, lean into Jesus, and do, walk into the will of God. Okay, so let's look at Peter, how he responded in the flesh. Matthew 16, verse 21 says, From that time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. And suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. And the guys were like, no, no, this is wrong. So Peter was like, Peter's going to help Jesus because this isn't right. You're the Messiah. We're going to take over the world and not this way. So Peter responds and says, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Oh, that's always a brilliant idea. Rebuke God. Yes. Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. Because I love you. I'm going to protect you, Jesus. No one's going to touch you. I am with you. And so Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Ouch. You are an offense, a stumbling block to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. 
Sure. Well done, Peter. First guy in history to be said that by God. Get behind me, Satan. So Jesus was moving by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he was like, man, I'm going to sort out this fleshly thing that Peter is moving into here now. So I'm going to, I'm going to help. So, so P- Jesus confronts Peter and says, hey, there's another spirit working through you right now. You are opposing the will of God. You're in the flesh. You are a stumbling block to the will of God. And you see, what happens is when you and I step into the flesh, let's say you and I walking on your path, but you move into the flesh, you are putting a stumbling block in front of yourself and you're tripping over it. Bah! Your worst enemy. <laughs> yourself. In the flesh. Bah! And that was Peter was doing. And I think for so many Christians, we assume, I understand God. <laughs> I understand His ways. Man, I've been in the church for like 40 years, so... I know. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, we don't. We don't know God's ways. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. And you need to lean into the Lord. You need to lean into Him. This, this is a new situation. Okay, God, so what are you doing? I think some of us fight against the will of God over and over again. How often I speak to people, work with people, and they're like, I can see it. You need to sort your life out with Jesus. You need to humble yourself and allow Him to change you. But no, you're going to sort yourself out. You can't. So another stumbling block. Bah! Another stumbling block. Bah! And another one. So stop. Humble yourself and say, okay, God, what are you doing? What are you doing in me? How do I need to change? That is key. He's always working. He's always moving. And His ways are not our ways. Stop being your own worst enemy. Stop tripping yourself up. God's ways are not man's ways. And if we're mindful of the things of man, you're in trouble. We need to be mindful of the things of God. Lift your thoughts to His thoughts. When you see it His way, then things work beautifully. Okay, so now we're going to a little bit early in the chapter, ending off with this, Matthew 16, verses 17 to 20. This is after Peter said, Jesus, you are the Son of God. You're the Messiah. You're the Christ. Look at the blessing that Jesus speaks over Peter because of his revelation he received and his, him stepping into the Spirit because of it. So Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you. Simon, son of Jonah. Hey, who wants to be blessed? I'm sure we all want to be blessed. Then you need revelation of the Holy Spirit. Prophetic revelation so you can step into the will of God. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You did not receive this from a human. You didn't receive this from human sources. You received this, as I said there, but my Father who is in heaven. See, not, not second-hand knowledge, first-hand, from the Father. You see, as I'm sharing right now, you can hear the voice of God speaking to you, beyond my words. How many times people tell me, Andre, you is speaking just to me. And then there's 10 other people that feel exactly the same way. Because it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit ministering to your hearts. Listen, listen to what God is speaking to you. And then he says, verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter. 
And on this rock, I will build my church. The rock of revelation knowledge, stepping into the, 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 the waterfall of the Spirit. And then you receive download upon download, revelation after revelation, the Word of God coming alive to you. And He's saying, on this rock, I will build my church. I will build my church on revelation knowledge of who Jesus is, of who God is, and who you are in Him. Because then Jesus says, for you are Peter, you are rock. Mini rock, small rock. And on this big rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, if you and I walk in the Spirit, we are in tune with God's heart and mind and we're continuously leaning into Him and, and responding His way. Even the gates of hell, all of hell can break loose and will not touch you. Because you sidestep it. You sidestep every plan of the enemy. You manifest the nature of Jesus Christ in every difficult situation. Because you're in the spirit. Man, this is when the church, the church community, this is when we become unstoppable. But you need to be in the spirit, not in the flesh. Do not resist the will of God because of a fleshly response. But step into the spirit. And then he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so basically he's saying, I'm going to give you authority to change your world. I'm giving you authority because you're in the spirit. And when you're in the spirit, you're seated with Jesus in the heavenlies. And now you can partner with God in bringing change to your world. It's epic. Because it's joyful. It is peaceful. It is faithful. It is life-giving. And it's actually easy. Because it's God doing it through you. Amen. Come on, say it. I want that. So there's a heavenly navigation system that God wants to release unto you. Prophetic eyes to see. Prophetic ears to hear. And to partner with God in seeing His will come to pass. So in this week, you know, we lead a bunch of churches. And so in this week, we had a challenge in one of our churches, and one guy was acting in a very ungodly way, and it really worked me up. And I was like, man, we're going to have to confront it. This is leaders. Leaders confront. This is ungodly. We have to confront this. We have to address this. But, I, I, man, I didn't have peace. I was like, <laughs> And in this, I, I was just applying the teachings from our destiny encounter. So I asked God, okay, God, well, who are you going to be to us in this? Because I actually don't know how we're going to handle this. This is going to be a blow up. You know? And in that moment, the Lord spoke to me. And he said to me, I asked this question, who am I in this? And the Lord said to me, you are patient. Man, that was not what I was expecting. I was like thinking, confront, deal with it. And in the moment, the Lord just shifted everything out of the flesh into the spirit. You are patient. In other words, don't confront it now. Later, I will show you. I'm going to deal with this. And in that moment when I received, but I am patient. I found peace. I found joy. And I was in the spirit. And I was wonderful. No longer burdened. So when you, can, when you experience the next difficult situation or difficult person, stop. Stop. And ask, Lord, okay, God... Who am I in this? What are you seeing, God? What are you doing, Lord? And wait until you get that download. So many of us are 
responding in the flesh, we make it worse, and you are burdened, and frustrated, and struggling. It's time for Holy Spirit. It's time for, to walk in the Spirit where every step becomes a miracle. You see, my, 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 my thing is I need to confront people at times. That's just what leaders do. But for some of us, you are terrified of confrontation. So when you might ask God, okay, Lord, who am I in this? He might tell you, you are courageous. <laughs> you are courageous. Have that conversation. Address that situation. Don't just put all, everything all under the rug. Six months from now, that's going to be a monster. It's going to explode massively. You need to speak now with kindness, with self-control, with humility, with wisdom. So I want to put it out there. Some of us are running away from confrontation. And some of us maybe do need to stop. <laughs> if you're confrontational in general. Okay, so lean into the Spirit. Ask the Lord His ways. Okay, so to summarize... Worship team, join us. So walking in the Spirit. Three keys I want to highlight. Number one, you need to abide in God. You need to be in the waterfall of the Spirit every day. You can't like three o'clock, you haven't had your quiet time in the morning. Three o'clock comes and your boss freaks out on you or someone Difficult customer is completely unreasonable. They're losing it on you. You don't have time to have a quiet time now. It's too late. You're going to act like an idiot. It's only me that act like an idiot sometimes. <laughs> You're going to act in the flesh. You're going to go, oh, who was that? What was that? Why did I say that? So you need to, be in, you need to abide in the spirit. Then you can respond in a godly way. So you get God's perspective. Ask the question, who am I in this? Who are you going to be to me in this? And then lastly, then do what the Lord leads you to do. A spirit-led response. Now you have to have courage to do it. Sometimes the courage is to walk away. To sidestep the confrontation. Sometimes the spirit response is to not say it. To not say what you are thinking. Self-control. Come on. Guys, it's, I, I really sense God is calling us all to move into the Spirit. Every step is a miracle. A natural, like small miracles of self-control, of patience, of peace, of joy. You're in the middle of the storm and things are like, whoa, it doesn't look good. But you're so full of peace because you're in the Spirit. You're in Christ. It's time to stop freaking out. As I said a while ago, freak up. <laughs> Don't freak out, freak up. Just step into the Spirit. Step into the Spirit. Let God fight for you. And things will be beautiful. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.